0: wonder about the things you've been told? As a leader, it's absolutely imperative that we know, that we be well-researched, that we understand concepts, even things that are outside the periphery of what we actually do every day. The people that we lead, the things that we're responsible for, the tasks at hand for our own lives, those are limitations to what we should be absolute experts in. But what we should know and understand around the periphery of what we actually do well that should be the everyday business of the leader to do the research to understand what's adjacent to what intersects with what will impact what we do quick illustration i recently listened to a great economist breakdown of why lumber prices uh silicone chip prices car prices even the prices of boba tea have skyrocketed in the last 18 months And one of the things that they pointed out was something that had nothing to do with boba tea, it had nothing to do with lumber, it had nothing to do with silicone chips, per se. But it had to do with the fact that the labor force has changed after the pandemic and the quarantine, and the result is there are not enough people working in the harbors to get all the containers off the ship or back on, therefore. Those things being shipped internationally through the seas, even the ones that are getting stuck in the straits, those ships have containers full of stuff that have not been sent to market and empty containers that have not been sent back to the source to supply the market. So why is the price of your boba tea going up so much? Not because it's hard to find boba, tapioca, grains. No, but because it's hard to get them from point A to point B. In fact, the same is happening with beef. We're destroying cows while raising the price of a hamburger. That doesn't make any sense, except that there might be some kind of manipulation in behind it. And that's what I want to talk about today. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. I want you to understand that there are there are a lot of things that we as leaders must be responsible for researching. We've got to do our homework on everything from economics to communication skills, everything from how to read people, their body language, their vocal tonality, their facial expressions, the words that they say and the words that they well, they don't say. Those are also very important. We've got to study everything within our category. We've got to understand what it is that we do business for, how we do business, who our ideal customer is, how do we converse with that ideal customer, how do we close the sale, how do we build a relationship, what's the next thing in that customer cycle from the time that we identify them as a target lead to making them a prospect, to making them a lead, to converting them to a customer, now to bring the ongoing customer, as we know in the marketing principles If you've got an existing customer, it's easy to get money out of their pocket. Easier to get money out of the pocket of an existing customer than it is to find a new one. It's also much cheaper. Finding new customers means you start that process over again, spending more money in marketing, more money in lead generation, more money in prospecting, more money in closing the sale. And now you have a new customer and that process can be time consuming and expensive. We need to know that stuff as leaders, a leader in business, a leader in relationships, because even in a mentoring relationship, those factors are important. So you've got to do your research. But here's the other thing you've got to know about research. Sometimes what you're researching is propaganda that has an agenda before you ever start reading it. Just to mention a couple, the 1619 Project versus the 1776 Project. Those two projects are at odds with each other just over the way that they view the world. Yesterday, we talked about worldview and how your worldview makes a huge difference in the way that you behave, the attitudes and the actions that you take. Worldview is enormous. And worldview is that lens through which we decide what's right, what's wrong, if there is a right or a wrong, if there is an absolute true or untrue. When researching, if you're not willing to say there's a chance that what I'm reading about economics comes from a worldview that doesn't support free market capitalism or free market business ideas known by many as capitalism. Instead, it comes from a worldview that's more of a socialist worldview or more of a communist worldview or more of a Marxist worldview, because those worldviews will give you positive and negatives that are mirror opposites. I'll just give you one little example. I have here, and you're probably not going to be able to read this because I can barely read it. Can you see how tiny those words are? See that? That is so tiny. I know it's out of focus because I'm too far from the camera, but this little book, this is my 1903, says right here on it, Webster's School Dictionary from 1903. And in 1903, the definition of quarantine read, quote, Quarantine, prohibition of a ship's intercourse with the shore. That's it. What is a quarantine? It's not letting a ship into the harbor. That's quarantine. That's it. Does it mean that we shut down all the economy? Does it mean we close businesses? Does it mean we tell people to stay home and not leave their house? Is that a quarantine? Wait, have we just changed the definition to... To match the behavior of what we're doing or has the definition itself become something more than what it was intended to be? Well those are questions you're gonna to have to ask yourself but when I say you need to be well researched you need to be well read you need to read up on economies you need to read up on global business affairs you need to read up on global politics you need to understand that a, a good movie if you haven't watched it it is a, an older movie I think from late 90s maybe early 2000s called Blood Diamonds Blood Diamonds takes a a microscopic look at a global, international global problem of injustice, of unfairness, of modern day slavery, a horrendous behavioral process that was all about gaining the money of raw diamonds from Africa. The whole process was corrupt from beginning to end, and there were a whole lot of little nuances and, and flowery little lies that were told by those who enacted this process that said, hey, we can, we can make your community better. We'll make your village better. We'll make everybody around you very, very wealthy by comparison to where you are now. And that by comparison is a huge word. See, it's real easy to say, I'm going to make you wealthy by comparison. That doesn't mean I'll make you as wealthy as I'll make myself. Or uh, not that I'll make you as wealthy as I will make the people that I serve, but I will make you wealthy compared to where you are. If you have a dollar a day now, you'll have a dollar 90. That doubles your income. Okay, it's still poverty wage. It's still living below the poverty wage for most people on earth to live on a dollar 90 a day. Yes, it's a double of your salary. No, it's not enough to live on. See, I was in my 20s the first time I had a job where... In my job, the boss, the the owner of the company that I worked for, I ran two different retail establishments for him. He owned this gorgeous half-million-dollar house on the lake that he didn't live in. And that half-million-dollar house on the lake that he was refurbing to resell had a guest house. And the guest house was pretty nice too. It probably would have sold for a couple hundred thousand dollars even back then two-story, nice little condo with the the kitchen on the upper floor and the lower floor, bathrooms upper and lower, bedrooms upper and lower, 12-car garage where he kept all his boats and his toys. And instead of giving me a pay raise, he gave me a key. Well, that benefits him in a lot of different ways because Now there's somebody living in this house, meaning that the goats and the rabbits are not inhabiting the house. Somebody's living in the house to take good care of it, to let him know if there's a, a broken pipe or something of that nature because he wasn't there on a regular basis. But he looked at that in my income as a $600 a month contribution toward my income. Well, he just doubled my paycheck, right? No, he didn't double my paycheck. He gave me access to something that cost him $0 and in the end benefited him too. But then he extended that and he said, hey, I've got this Toyota Land Cruiser. I don't use it much. Why don't you drive it? Instead of another pay raise, he gave me another car that would be a, a three- dollars or $400 car payment. Do you, you see where I'm going with that? See, there's a, a little bit of bribery, but what happens when I leave the job? I haven't earned enough money to rent another place or to buy another place. I haven't earned enough money to set aside enough to actually buy my own car. So I am at the mercy of the employer. See, that's the kind of propaganda that happens in these tilted business transactions. Now, you can do all the research in the world, and you might look at someone, like the position I was in, and say, look, the net income is the value of the house, the value of the car, those are taxable, the value of the paycheck, that's taxable, so the income range is X. But it's not true, because none of those are yours to keep. Now, let this settle in for a minute. That's the definition of socialism. When the government owns everything and you own nothing when the government gives you what you're entitled to and you don't get to decide. If they want you to drive that fancy car, they'll let you. And if they don't want you to drive a car at all, they'll give you all kinds of excuses in the world why public transportation or electric scooters are the right idea. Well, until they turn them off. You know they can do that now, right? There's actually a car company that sells you a car, but they keep the kill switch. And the first time you miss a payment, They use that kill switch to disable your car, and then turn on the GPS, and they send a record to come get it, and they will repossess your car while you're having lunch somewhere. I have been a personal eyewitness to this reality, wasn't my car, but one of the guys that I worked with. They showed up while he was inside having lunch with us, and the guy at least had the courtesy to come in and say, hey, you got some personal possessions in the car, do you want to get them out? He's like. I'm on the phone with them right now trying to make this payment. They won't take my payment. He's like, well, that's because they've already slated it for repossession. Now you have to come pay the fine and pay two months in advance to get your car back. You're living paycheck to paycheck. That's pretty tough. But if a car company can do that, if a company who finances automobiles can do that, how much more the government? How much more if a government has control of the house you live in? How many of you know, or maybe you don't know, some of this little propaganda that sneaks in, it's, it's in your terms and conditions. You, you just haven't read them because most terms and conditions, they look like this. But in the terms and conditions of things like your smart meter on your house where you've got that nice little, uh, was it Nest thermostat? Uh, the government can take control of that from a distance and change the temperature in your house. Yeah, there's a news story about it about three weeks ago when the temperature started to go up in Texas people who didn't lower their in, uh, raise their internal uh, temperature in their house while they were gone during the day, the Nest device would change it from a distance. They have remote control of your climate in your home. They probably have control of your phone. They can turn it on or off at any moment. They have control of your other digital devices and hopefully, in their mind, soon, control of you. All I'm saying is when you do your research, understand as a leader. You've got to sort through all the clutter. You've got to get past the agendas. You've got to get past the ideas. You've got to dig into not just the what's happening, but the why it's happening and who's really behind it. Because I promise you, there are some things going on in this world right now today that you're being told, nah, it's no big deal. And there are some things going on in this world right now today that if you knew about them, you might freak out just a little bit. And there's some things going on in this world that if you knew about them right now you would be absolutely ticked off because you're being lied to manipulated and abused in more ways than you could ever count or imagine as leaders doing the homework behind that is our responsibility knowing what kind of things are coming down the pike when nobody else sees them our responsibility as john maxwell says a leader knows the way goes the way and shows the way In the law of the navigator, John Maxwell says that a leader is the one who sees further than anybody else, sees before anybody else, and knows where to go as a result. Do your research, but also understand that some of the sources that you study from have intentionally already laced the content with biased opinions and propaganda. So study the concept from multiple directions. Read people you disagree with, listen to people who have ideas that seem antiquated or outdated and some futurists who are looking way ahead of the concepts and going, why haven't we done it that way before? And then ask yourself, what happened to old knowledge like that 10,000 ton stone that was moved from a 30,000 foot altitude to another place or a 13,000 foot altitude on a mountaintop to another place hundreds of miles away? What happened to the technology that allowed us to do that? Because we can't do that today, not without spending billions of dollars. If you're a leader, you should be doing the homework. You should be doing your research. But look out for those biased opinions with slanted agendas and propaganda that's already laid in behind the research that you're going to do. I'm Jay Loren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.